Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you. My name is Terence M. Stanton, and this is being recorded on Sunday, March 6, 2022. We're going to take a look today at an article that was published at catholicfamilynews.com a couple of years ago, March 1st, 2020 entitled Fatima and the Four Last Things, death being the initial topic. And once again, this is by Father Lattice Chizik, who was also the author of the piece that we read yesterday. The piece yesterday was from 2021. This is from 2020. And of course, it's always important to keep the four last things before our mind, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Dr. Samuel Johnson was famous for saying that there's nothing that um, sharpens a man's mind as the thought that he'll be, ra- he'll be um, hanged in a fortnight. In other words, as you're approaching death, and we should all have this in our minds, not to be, you know, macabre or or dark, or pessimistic, but we're all going to die, whether it's next week or 55 years from now, and we need to keep the four last things at the forefront of our mind, because it really helps in the decision-making process when you understand that all of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our actions are going to be judged by our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of our lives, and we want to make sure we die in his friendship, and that Everything that we've done in life has been geared towards cultivating that friendship with our Lord and being his loyal disciple and not being his enemy. So Father Chiswick begins, uh, First Sunday in Lent, In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. For the glory of God and for the salvation of souls, the theme of the four last things is a traditional meditation in our one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The four last things are death, judgment, heaven, and hell. During this first week of Lent, we will reflect upon death. We will begin our reflections with death. We will end our lives with death. At the moment of death, we will be judged and then sent to heaven or hell for all eternity, with a temporary stay in purgatory for some people on their way to their ultimate reward in heaven. One of the most memorable places that I ever visited in Rome is the church of Santa, Mar- Santa Maria della Concenzione de Cappuccina. I probably pronounced that wrong, but I did my best. Our Lady of the Conception of the Capuchins, located on the Via Veneto, close to the Piazzi Barberini. This church was built upon the occasion of the Capuchins having been relocated from another section of Rome to make way for a civil construction project. This also involved moving all the graves from the old cemetery to this new location. The hundreds and hundreds of human remains were then placed in the crypt area of the new church and artistically arranged therein. Some of the skeletons are intact and draped with Capuchin Franciscan habits. For the most part, skulls and other bones are arranged in elaborate ornamental designs. The crypt is open to the public and is a major tourist attraction, 
A plaque above the entrance to the crypt reads in three languages, What you are now, we once were. What we are now, you shall be. This is a reminder of death, lest we think that we shall live forever. In the early centuries, an educated man might often place a skull on his desk to keep the idea of death always present in his mind. This is called a memento mori, which literally means remember death, or in other words, remember you must die. In addition to a collection of holy cards from the funerals of various friends and relatives, I have a business card from the Amagon Funeral Home in Buffalo, New York on my dresser that I see every morning and night. The name can be seen as Am I Gone? A reminder of the untimely deaths of Father Nicholas Gruner, founder of the Fatima Center, and John Venari, the former editor of Catholic Family News, whose souls I prayed for at this establishment not that long ago, requiescant in pace. None of us knows when our time will come. We will be judged immediately after death. The ultimate judgment is heaven or hell for all eternity. We must therefore be prepared for death at every moment, for we do not know when our death will be. Some people die a gradual, natural death, and some people meet a sudden, tragic death. In either case, final judgment occurs at the moment of death. We must be prepared. We need to be in a state of grace at all times, lest we risk dying with the stain of mortal sin on our soul and going into the fires of hell for all eternity. We need the sacrament of confession. Amen, Father. Preach it. The next section is entitled Fatima. The message of Fatima is a compendium of Catholic teaching and a reaffirmation of the gospel. The message of Fatima is an answer to our troubled times of doctrinal confusion. The Fatima message affirms the traditional teaching of our one holy Catholic and apostolic church, which is being denied today. Fatima teaches us of death and the need for the sacrament of confession. On June 13, 1917, Lucia dos Santos said to Our Lady, I would like to ask you to take us to heaven. Of her cousins, Jacinta Marto and her brother Francisco, aged seven and eight respectively, the Virgin Mother responded, Yes, I will take Jacinta and Francisco soon. As for the ten-year-old Lucia, Our Lady said, But you are to stay here some time longer. Our Lady explained that Jesus wishes to make use of you to make me known and loved. Jacinta was nine years old when she died, and her brother Francisco was only ten, both victims to the Spanish influenza epidemic that had swept through Portugal. Lucia would become a religious sister and live on for many more years. This reminds us that Almighty God has plans for all of us, including death, for some, sooner rather than later. As long as we are alive, we have a vocation and a mission from God. How well we fulfill God's plan for our lives will determine whether or not we make it to heaven. Let me interject briefly here. That's so important. As Professor E. Michael Jones says um, a couple years ago, probably less than two years ago, he was on a bridge. He lives in Indiana. I believe he lives in South Bend, Indiana, where the University of Notre Dame is located. And a woman was contemplating jumping off the bridge. And he got into a conversation with her, and his basic message was simply this. God has a plan for your life. I think one of the major problems that we've gotten into as a society that people just think everything is chaos, and there is no meaning in life. 
Well, you talk about Russia spreading her errors. The atheistic, communistic message is might makes right, and there really is no rhyme or reason to the world. Just pursue whatever wealth, pleasure, power, and fame you can in this life, and then you die, and there's nothing else. What a morbid way to live. What a tragic way to live. And it's also completely wrong. God has a beautiful, wonderful plan for everyone's life. That's why suicide is such a tragedy. Now, thank goodness that woman on the bridge was eventually talked down and the police intervened, and I hope and pray that she's okay now. But when times get rough, when things seem bleak, just remember that simple message. God has a plan for your life. And whatever sufferings you're going through right now, look at a crucifix. I'm looking at a crucifix right now on the wall in my bedroom. Like John Paul II said more than once, don't waste your suffering. If you're going through a rough patch in life, offer it up for the relief of the holy souls in purgatory. And offer it up in reparation for your own sins. There is great good to be found in suffering only because our Lord Jesus Christ suffered first and suffered greatest. We continue now in the text. As Francisco was on his deathbed, he examined his conscience in order to make a good confession. In doing so, he asked Lucia to tell him what sins that she saw him commit. He then asked Lucia to go to the bedside of his dying sister Jacinta to ask her what sins that she saw him commit. Having gone through all this so as not to miss any sins, Francisco made a good confession to the priest and died soon thereafter, having prepared himself for death. It is a very sad thing to talk to some people who never go to confession. Shockingly, they often say, I have no sins. If they had been alive at the time when Jesus said, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her, then the woman caught in adultery would have been pummeled with rocks. John 8, verses 1 through 11. If you are one of those who think that you are without sin, I invite you, in imitation of Francisco, to ask your family and friends to tell you what sins that they saw you commit. One beautiful attribute of the sanctuary at Fatima is that at the time of my most recent pilgrimage in 2017, there were several chapels containing a total of 44 confessionals, although not all are necessarily in use at any given time. There is an electronic monitoring screen which lists the confessional number, the priest's name, and the languages that he speaks. I went to confession here and found that the penitent had the option of going behind the screen or face-to-face. There were a considerable number of penitents and a good number of priest confessors available. Francisco would have been pleased. Traditional Catholic Teaching The traditional 1891 Baltimore Catechism, number 3, lesson number 1 on the end of man, teaches the following. Question 126. What do we mean by the end of man? Answer. By the end of man we mean the purpose of which he was created, namely to know, love, and serve God. And Father makes some comments after these individual answers too, and for this one he says, we were not created simply to live and die. Question 133. What is man? 
Man is a creature composed of body and soul, and made to the image and likeness of God. And Father says, at the death of the body, the immortal soul separates from the body. Question 136. Is this likeness in the body or in the soul? Answer, this likeness is chiefly in the soul. Question 137. How is the soul like to God? Answer, the soul is like to God because it is a spirit that will never die and has understanding and free will. Question 140. What do the words will never die mean? Answer, by the words will never die, we mean that the soul, when once created, will never cease to exist, whatever be its condition in the next world. Hence, we say the soul is immortal or gifted with immortality. Question 141. Why then do we say a soul is dead while in a state of mortal sin? Answer. We say a soul is dead while in a state of mortal sin because, in that state, it is as helpless as a dead body and can merit nothing for itself. Question 150. Why did God make you? Answer. God made me to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this world, and to be happy with him forever in the next. Father comments, if a person does not know, love, and serve God in this world, that person cannot expect to be happy forever with God in the life of the world to come. Question 152. Of which must we take more care, our soul or our body? Answer, we must take, care, take more care of our soul than of our body. And Father Chizik comments, many people today take care of their bodies with diets, exercise, vitamins, wearing nice clothes, etc., which may not necessarily be wrong and may be good. However, we should be much more concerned with taking care of our souls with prayer, especially the rosary, fasting, going to confession regularly, receiving Holy Communion in a state of grace, wearing the brown scapular, etc. The spiritual exercises that we concentrate on during Lent should be a part of our lives throughout the year. Question 153. Why must we take more care of our soul than of our body? Answer. We must take more care of our soul than of our body because in losing our soul we lose God and everlasting happiness. Question 154. What must we do to save our souls? Answer. To save our souls, we must worship God by faith, hope, and charity. That is, we must believe in him, hope in him, and love him with all our heart. The traditional 1891 Baltimore Catechism number 3, Lesson 19 on Confession, has excellent teaching on how to make a good confession, as well as directions on how to make a traditional penitential Lent. See also Lesson 20 on the manner of making a good confession for further assistance. Sacred Scripture from the traditional Douay Reims Bible, and once again, Father comments as well. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. John twenty twenty three. Here, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, instituted the sacrament of confession. A sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. 1891 Baltimore Catechism number 3, Lesson 13 on the Sacraments in General. Amen, I say to you, there are some of them that stand here that shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Matthew 16, 28. The second coming of Christ and the general judgment may come before we die. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall put you to death, and you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. 
Matthew 24, 9, Mark 8, 39. We may someday be called to be martyrs for Christ. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into this world, and by sin death, and so death passed upon all men, in whom all have sinned, Romans 5, 12. Through the original sin of Adam and Eve, sin and death entered the world. All are sinners. That as sin hath reigned to death, so also grace might, must reign by justice unto life everlasting. Excuse me, so also grace might reign by justice unto life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.21 For our salvation, sin and death were conquered on the cross by the new Adam, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. As in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. 1 Corinthians 15.22 Saints St. Augustine, take care of your body as if you were going to live forever, and take care of your soul as if you were going to die tomorrow. St. Padre Pio, a Capuchin priest, could actually smell the stench of sin on people who were not in a state of grace. When people went to confession to Padre Pio, he would tell them the details of whatever sin that they forgot to confess or of whatever sin they tried to hide. Once a woman came to confession to Padre Pio, told him her sins, and he refused to give her absolution. Rather, he told her to go out to the water well just outside the friary and to look down into the water, then come back and tell him what she saw. She did, as she was told, came back and related that she saw a young man dressed in a white cassock, surrounded by happy children. Pio told her that the young man dressed in white was her aborted son, who would have grown up to be a great pope. The woman then confessed her hidden sin of abortion and was then given absolution by Padre Pio. St. Augustine Christ's martyrs feared neither death nor pain. He triumphed in them who lived in them. And they, who lived not for themselves, but for God, excuse me, but for him, found in death itself the way to life. St. Alphonsus Liguri. The true love for the body consists in treating it here with rigor and contempt, that it may be happy for eternity, and in refusing it all pleasures which might make it miserable forever. St. Bonaventure. To lead a good life, a man should always imagine himself at the hour of death. Conclusion. Society and many within the modern church have lost their sense of sin. Fifty years ago, the lines for confessions were long. Today, it seems only a small percentage of those who consider themselves Catholic go to confession. Preparation for death involves making regular confessions for the forgiveness of our sins, for we do not know when we will die. Good St. Joseph is considered to be the patron saint of a happy death because he was with Jesus and Mary at the time of his holy death. Pray to St. Joseph that you will be prepared for death by being in a state of grace when you die. Your eternal salvation depends on it. Heaven or hell for all eternity depends on it. Every year, Holy Mother Church gives us 40 days of Lent to prepare for our death. Prepare wisely, my friends. Firmly resolve with the help of God's grace to confess your sins, to do penance, and to amend your life. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Let us conclude by offering up prayers in honor of Our Lady of Fatima and St. Joseph. Salutation to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, daughter of God the Father. Hail Mary, mother of God the Son. Hail Mary, spouse of the Holy Ghost. 
Hail Mary, Temple of the Most Blessed Trinity. Hail Mary, Immaculate Lily of the Resplendent and Ever-Peaceful Trinity. Hail Mary, Celestial Rose of the Ineffable Love of God. Hail Mary, Virgin Pure and Humble, of whom the King of Heaven will to be born and with thy milk to be nourished. Hail Mary, Virgin of Virgins. Hail Mary, Queen of Martyrs, whose soul was pierced with a sword of sorrow. Hail Mary, Lady Most Blessed, unto whom all power in heaven and earth is given. Hail Mary, Queen of my heart, my mother, my life, my sweetness, and my hope. Hail Mary, Mother Most Amiable. Hail Mary, Mother Most Admirable. Hail Mary, Mother of Divine Love. Hail Mary, Immaculate, conceived without sin. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Hail Mary, blessed art thou amongst women. Hail Mary, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blessed be thy spouse, St. Joseph. Blessed be thy father, St. Joachim. Blessed be thy mother, St. Anne. Blessed be thy guardian, St. John. Blessed be thy angel, St. Gabriel. Glory be to God the Father who chose thee. Glory be to God the Son who loved thee. Glory be to God the Holy Ghost who espoused thee. Blessed be forever all those who bless and who love thee. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and bless us now and at death. In the name of Jesus, thy divine Son. Amen. And now, in honor of St. Joseph, by Father Donald Calloway, the prayer to St. Joseph for a soul in purgatory. St. Joseph, reigning in heaven with Jesus and Mary, intercede for the souls in purgatory. Today, in particular, I ask you to turn your gaze to the soul who is most forgotten in purgatory. This soul longs to see the face of God, O good Father. Ask the Holy Trinity to take this soul to the glory of heaven today. Remember me, St. Joseph, when I die. I beg you to be prompt in delivering me from purgatory so that I can see you, Jesus, and Mary face to face. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Yosef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 120 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It has been a pleasure to be with you. My name, once again, is Terrence M. Stanton. Please share this podcast with everyone you know. Please pray the rosary every single day. The consecration has been in the news quite a bit recently with the Ukrainian bishops asking the Pope to consecrate Russia and the Ukraine to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart. But the Blessed Mother asked specifically, not just for the Pope to consecrate Russia, but for every bishop on earth to do so. Please tell people about that. And please continue to make the first five Saturdays of reparations, of reparation, excuse me. Goodbye, and God love you.